Yeah, I don't know how you want to, like, start this off. I guess we could just start with... Uh, you know what? Let's just start it. I think this is a good way to start it off right now. We're, uh... Okay. So, <laughs> uh, welcome to Affable Chat. <laughs> Uh, my name's Benjamin, and I'm here with, as always, uh, with my friend Joey. Joey, how are you doing today? Doing great. Yeah? Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was playing Minecraft for the first time in a couple months because I just had the new update, so oh been wow, back on that. Wh what are they, what was new? Uh, all sorts of uh, new updates to the ocean. They have, like, all sorts of new stuff in monsters in the ocean, dolphins, fish, Grass and shipwrecks. Ah, dude. You know, Minecraft's been doing cool. it for so long. I, I used to play Minecraft all the time. Minecraft's great. So the, 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 I mean, the best thing is stuff like this, is like the, the free updates, you know? For sure. Once they stop doing that, like, I don't know, I think it's going to fall off, but um, yeah, for as long as it's been around, they've always uh, been about upgrading the game, but also making that free. You pay one time, that's it. And it's the best selling game of all time. So yeah, when I bought Minecraft, it was like twelve bucks or something. It was way back in the uh, day. It's, it's probably like thirty dollars now, but that's. I mean, all that free content adds up. Maybe that makes it a little bit more worth it, especially because when I bought it, I think it was still in beta, so it wasn't even yeah. a full game yet. But uh, I was doing some water activities in the uh, RL today Ooh. in uh, in real <laughs> life. But I was I was out there uh, doing some kayaking, or as we like to refer to it, yakking. Uh, mm. we just, I thought that's when you're just like, you know, you're yakking away. You don't talk. You talk all the time. You're yakking. That, isn't that what this podcast is? This this podcast is a lot of yakking. Affable yak <laughs> would be actually a pretty good uh, <laughs> twist on it. I uh, but actually a lot of people because I always when I was in high school and the other guys were like asking me if I wanted to join them kayaking they would say you know like y'all want to go yakking as opposed mm. but when i've used that you know in my adulthood people are always like doesn't that mean throwing up <laughs> <laughs> which i think yes that's another meaning for it so it's very unclear so i i, I, I tend to stick to kayaking uh mm. but once you know that that's what i'm talking about i will quickly switch back to yakking but this podcast is not about um, this is not about minecraft or about kayaking uh, unfortunately we're <laughs> sitting down today to talk about a extremely popular youtube series youtube channel uh that depending on how much you care uh is somewhat controversial and that is cinema sins yes um yeah so i don't know like I, they are a huge channel they have like seven million subscribers or something they're not one of the they're not one of the biggest but they are big but like how would you describe them i don't know you get you get one sentence ben how you describe Cinema oh my gosh! Way to put me on the spot here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Gotta do okay. it before you ask me. <laughs> uh, okay, clickbait movie reviews for people who aren't looking for real criticism. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 right. But I would. I don't know. I'd be more general in my own definition. I'd say like detailed uh, summaries of movies with jokes thrown in yeah okay mine was a little bit harsh i like yours better <laughs> that's kind of what we're here to talk about so <laughs> but yeah i if like if you've never heard of cinema sins if you've ever seen on youtube the everything wrong with uh series like everything wrong with blank and blank number of minutes that's that's them they, they're the ones who do that that's basically uh they've they've actually branched off into other channels and like done like slightly other stuff um, over the years, but for the most part, they've had the exact same format for like five or six years. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it's it's a really effective form of clickbait uh, to say, you know, it, that we're going to f say everything wrong with so and so movie in so and so minutes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if the the science is behind that, but it, it, like <laughs> to people on the internet, that sounds like a good deal, and it makes it sound like they're they're gonna go through and show you everything that's wrong with it you know i mean it's, it's yeah. in the title uh and obviously you're like oh i've seen that movie uh, i would love to know what was wrong with it because i might have missed it because and, and it's and i feel like it's targeted towards the most general audience possible which is you know casual movie viewers yeah i think that's right and it's like about any no movie is i mean part of their motto is every was it no movie is without sin yeah, or something that's like that. it yeah 
Um, so th- th- pretty much any movie you've heard of, uh, they've already done a, like a Cinema Sense video on. Um, and they're always doing the new stuff, and they're always trying to uh, jump on the trends and everything. So it's, uh, yeah, they've done pretty much everything. They've done Star Wars, they've done Lord of the Rings, they've done um, pretty much every movie that we've done a podcast about, I think, except for maybe some of the more really obscure ones. Sure. Anything that has a large viewing, honestly. Uh, and some, some that don't, too. So I don't know. They've done a lot of stuff. Anyways, what's the first, like, what's the first time you've heard of them? Like, what, what, do you remember the first CinemaSins video you ever watched? I don't remember the first CinemaSins video I watched, but I do remember the first time I became a regular viewer of CinemaSins. Uh, okay. and, and I think this is a common trend with, uh, or at least some people have done this, is that I would, so t- in 2016, I got an internship in Mississippi and I had to move there for three months and mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone there. So... I spent, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this, like having no social life, and I'm going to watch all of the X Men films. Okay. So I, you know, a few nights a week, I would, after work, I would sit down and watch another X Men movie. Uh, but what I would, and I would rent them on YouTube, and YouTube would recommend to me the Everything Wrong With series for the movie that yeah. I just watched. Cool. And, uh, and, I, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is like, because at the time, those were about, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes long each and yeah. and i was like this is a really good summary of what i just watched so hmm. what i would do is i'd watch this movie and by myself right so i don't have anyone to talk to uh, about what i just saw so i was like you know what i'll, I'll watch cinema sins hear a valid and thought out criticism of the movie i just watched uh and b uh, a summary so i can you know cement what i saw in my yeah, brain so yeah, i can yeah. remember it later uh because the thing is, going into all these X Men movies, I had the, I was already kind of under the understanding that they were not that great. So mm. I wanted someone to make fun of them because I I was already agreeing with that that they, they right. should be made fun of. Uh, so I remember that was like a big part of Cinema Sins for me. And honestly, all summer, even beyond the X Men films, whenever I watched a movie, I would always go and watch the Cinema Sins after because I was like, ah, now here's some like smart critical thinking going on that will uh, you know help me ha- uh, have the correct impression of what this movie just showed me. That's really interesting that you say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was seriously misled. And I think a lot of people are, though. And I think a lot of people don't realize it. Because actually, well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But that, that was my first real deep dive into CinemaSins. Is it, did you ever, like, explore other, like, reviewers or, like, critics on your own? Not, not in the way cine- I was doing it with CinemaSins. Uh, I did it in this... Uh, like I went on r slash videos or not r slash videos okay. r slash movies yeah yeah and I would I would generally browse the comment section for whatever movie it was but sometimes the movies weren't on there or the conversation was really outdated like it was a movie that came out before Reddit was really that popular mm. so uh, and and I don't know because I I can't remember exactly when I ran into some of these other video makers who had um, more th- thought out. Uh, criticisms of movies sure but i do remember like before i really got into watching and like uh internalizing these films uh, cinemasins is like the probably the biggest content creator that i w- that i watched related to filmmaking yeah i think that's probably true for me too i mean okay so how we kind of started this like why we wanted to have this conversation in the first place because i told you that cinemasins is the first channel i ever subscribed to on youtube and the first channel i ever unsubscribed to on youtube yeah and, um, yeah, it's like my journey was a little similar to yours in that, like, I really liked them at the beginning. I was, I'm pretty sure I watched, like, I, I actually watched a lot of their videos before they started doing the longer form stuff. Um, and even like, even their early videos are pretty much the same as their older videos. They're just, the older videos are longer. That's basically the only difference. Um, Wait, the older videos are longer? No, sorry, the, the newer videos are longer. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I said, but the newer videos are longer. The older videos are shorter. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like a TV show. I would watch them. I'd watch CinemaSins and Honest Trailers on Tuesdays, and then Screen Junkie Show and CinemaSins on Thursdays. And I, that's what I would watch on YouTube. And that was it. And I was like, okay, you know, this is 20 minutes of my time, you know, tw- two times a week, all that stuff. 
And I really liked like the detail that they put in. Like they would notice really in like really subtle inconsistencies, like furniture moving between cuts and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. And I really liked that they would uh, like read the newspapers that they would show on screen because a lot of times the newspapers were just full of like random junk, yeah, just like filler and stuff. And that yeah, I thought I liked that too. They had a whole lot of like cliches and callbacks that they would do. Like the scene with does not contain a lap dance is like a really famous one that they kind of popularized. Um, which is like just this running gag they had in all their videos where they would say like, oh, this scene does not contain a lap dance when you, you, you think it would, which is like a, some inside joke related to a movie called Grindhouse in which the lap dance was supposed to be in a, was like supposed to be in the movie. It was in the trailer, but then when the theatrical cut, the lap dance was cut. <laughs> so they were like really disappointed that they never got to see the lap dance, even though they were promised it. That's funny. And then of course the, uh, eating an apple makes you an asshole thing. That that's hysterical. I always like that joke. You know that you know, you heard about that one? You know that one? <laughs> you, you guys heard about this joke? You, <laughs> it's joke? been in the news recently. No, I uh, actually I have I actually don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's um I don't think they've done it as recently or much recently, but it's uh the director told this character to eat an apple because it would make him look more like an asshole. It was, that was like a running gag that they had every time someone was eating an apple in a movie. It was because they wanted to make him look like an asshole. So that was fun. And of course, my favorite thing they ever did was the bonus rounds. Bonus rounds were hysterical, where they would point out like, uh, like repeated things. Yeah. You know, there was like when uh, I, I, there's a bunch of really good examples. Michael Bay has, Michael Bay films have a bunch of those. Um, the one I, that comes to mind immediately is the Titanic. It's like it was a bonus round for uh, Jack and Rose. Anytime someone says Jack or Rose in the movie, uh, he, they would give him an extra point. Uh, which was funny just because they said it so many times and having him say it over and over and over again, having that super cut was, um, you know, it was hysterical. Right, and I think that that's kind of at the base of it, right? There is something there. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, um, it, like, it was interesting how I kind of like, grew in my movie criticism with CinemaSense because as like time went on, I like, started to notice that I like, laughed la- less and less at their videos but I was still watching them despite, you know? Like, it, they stopped being as entertaining as they once were. Like, it seemed like the same joke over and over again, and yet I'd never, like, um, you know, I never turned away from it. And I did notice sometimes when they got stuff wrong. Like, I would watch a movie, and then they would have this thing, like, they give it a sin for something that was totally unfair, because they clearly weren't watching the movie, or, like, they just didn't pay attention at one point. But I was always willing to forgive that because there was a lot of critics that I watched that I disagreed with, and I just assumed that they were, you know, they were just idiots. But I still, in general, like the videos. Does that make any sense? No, no, <laughs> I, it does. You don't have to agree with everything a critic says to still yeah. want to hear what they're saying. And plus, like, they have, I mean, they're, I mean, part of the reason that they are so popular is because they really adhere to the YouTube algorithm, and part of that is cranking out content on a regular basis. So, you know, not every joke is going to land, but, and that's not exactly what I was looking for, either. Anyway, it was, it was interesting because I kind of briefly entertained this idea of writing a film that would be immune from Cinema Sin's criticism, you know? This constant nitpicking at, like, every little scene, every little thing, every little decision that somebody made is you know, criticized through a CinemaSins video. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to give them a movie that they couldn't criticize, right? Sure. Well, and, but, and I think that especially because I, I started watching these videos, these CinemaSins videos before, I don't know, it almost changed my perspective on movies, right? Because I started to look at movies a little bit more critical, critically because... Yeah. I didn't even think to look at them more critically before, and I know that sounds kind of boneheaded, but like, uh, Cinema Sins is kind of famous for making fun of the like forty seconds of uh, you know, title sequences or whatever, yeah, or yeah. like making fun of having all these production studios get their own like thing at the beginning, and I kind of realized that yeah, I don't really love that either. <laughs> you know, I just kind of gate, you know, I just let them ha- let them get away with it because I didn't know anything else. I just didn't even you know consider that. I might be able to not like that. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it's uh, so. I, no, I understand exactly what you mean. That's like that's like the power of criticism. The power of listening to critics is they can they can shake people from their monotony. Yeah, you know, it's it, like you have this general that you just think, oh, this is the way it is, and you don't think that it could be better, right? Right. You, you never question it. 
Um, but but having like any reviewer, CinemaSins or not, say like, "Oh, this is dumb. I don't like that they do this." Right? Like you, it's they're saying they're not resigning themselves to the way things are. They're breaking free of that mold in a way, and in, in a way, letting you do the same thing. And I think there were some things that CinemaSins did well with that, like the cliches. You know, there's a lot of cliches that they would bring forward. Um, like uh, what the one I always think of is "Come take a look at this." cliche yes like it's like a classic line of dialogue that like is in all these movies um and you can't unhear it basically where they always when they when they point it out and i i kind of i don't know i still appreciate that uh level of it although like how many times can you tell the same joke over and over but back back to kind of what i was saying like i realized pretty soon after like entertaining this idea of making a a film that would be immune from cinemason's criticism i realized that i would like completely miss the point of telling a story you would get totally lost in the details, and you would spend so much time trying to establish anything that you would never end up actually saying anything. Besides, they have like all these like contradictory sins. You know, there isn't like a big book of the rules, right? Yeah. They always they just nitpick everything for the sake of nitpicking it. If you don't explain something, they ding you for that. But if you do explain it, they ding you for that. So it doesn't matter. Like no matter what you do, they're going to hit you with something. Which is, I don't know. At that point, it kind of became clear to me what they were trying to do. I guess. Which is like this whole satire, sarcasm, you know, uh, line of thinking. Like this idea that what they're doing is being obnoxious on purpose to show how ridiculous it is to nitpick films. Well, you see what I'm going with this? Well, yeah, I, I kind of, but we'll continue. Okay, like they, yeah, they're they're they're. I mean, this is the classic uh, defense, basically. So they're playing a character. It's they're showing you that it's not fair to put films under a certain level of like uh, scrutiny because you're always going to find flaws. And that kind of goes back into their motto with like every no movie was without sin. Um, and like I don't know that that was kind of like that's interesting to me too because I know I could I could do that right. I can I know if I watch a movie I can be a real like dick and point out all the inconsistencies and, and ruin it for someone else which is like i don't know there's something some validation to that but it's also just a rude thing to do but <laughs> the big but here is that if you is pose law if you do something for long enough or you do something in a vacuum then how are you even if you're making fun of something how are you different than that thing right like you're the, the 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 troll is the internet troll is like the perfect example it's like oh i'm you know i'm not racist i'm not sexist or whatever i'm just kind of trying to get a rise out of people but if you act the, like that you you are like that you know you you are what you pretend to be as kurt vonnegut says yeah no there's a there's a uh, i mean I- I don't know if you've seen it before, but there's like a funny internet cartoon where it's like poorly drawn guys, and this one guy's like acting. He's like, "Oh, look, I'm I'm an idiot," and these guys are like, "Oh, he's a he's an idiot," and they like walk away, and he's like, "Yeah, it was only a ruse." <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> who's like? But they just think that you're an idiot. That's it. That's all you yeah. accomplished. That's exactly right, and and that's exactly what happens here. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what their intention is at this point. Death of the author, cinema sense. They're what you are is what you are perceived to be. And if you're pretending to be an asshole, nitpicking movies, then that's exactly what you are. Yeah. No, I totally so agree like, with that. So like I I kinda I see I like I came through that, like, oh, I can kind of came to this realization, but I feel like I would have come to that realization whether they were intending that or not. You know what I mean? Well like that's so it doesn't matter, I guess is my point. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'll go back to my uh, 2016 opinion of Cinema Sins as a uh, guy who got it recommended to me on YouTube by YouTube's algorithm. Mm. It, I thought it was legitimate and concrete cinema uh, criticism. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the whole idea that they were sarcastic and being, uh, like, it doesn't matter if it's not accurate. We're just mm-hmm. making fun of the idea of being a nitpicky critic. Um, that was totally lost on me. And you know, you could you could say that that's my own fault for not knowing. No, that's not your being. fault. I, I mean, 
I, I, it took me years before I even came to that conclusion. Well, sure. I, I, I don't think that it's very, I don't think they're very upfront about it. I think they no. pose, or at least in the limited amount of, uh, you know, like in the title and in the way they display what they're going to show you, it seems like they're like, hey, there are real problems with this movie. You may not have noticed them all. Here mm. they are all in sequential order. Right. But that's the thing is like, and that's what we kind of like, that's what I'm trying to, I guess what we're getting to basically. Uh, let me finish my, my short journey through cinema yeah, here. here. Yeah. Um, was that like, I, I still watch the videos because I still appreciated them as short summaries, even if I didn't find them all that funny or interesting. Um, and I, and I was still kind of internalized. I was always taking everything they had with a grain of salt just because I knew that some of the things they said weren't right, at least in the past. But I never really went further than that for questioning it. And then as I like got more into YouTube and started watching more stuff online, like their videos became less interesting to me because I was like, I don't want to spend 20 minutes watching this. I'd rather spend 20 minutes watching this, you know? Yeah. And eventually I ended up just stopped watching like altogether. Um, but, it, but I always kind of like, I don't know, I returned to it occasionally. It wasn't until I saw um, this video by a guy named Sean on YouTube that I was like, I really started thinking critically about him. And then when I saw that, uh, the video that we want to talk about, the Bob Vids video about uh, Cinema Sins is when I ended up unsubscribing because I was like, it's not, it's, like, it's not that they're, they're bad critics. They're actually dangerous. Yes. So. No, no, I totally agree. And, and that, that was the thing that turned me off of them as well, because even as recently as I would say last fall, uh, not... I wasn't actively watching Cinema Sins. I wasn't even subscribed to them, but I'm mm. not subscribed to a lot of content oh, creators <laughs> that I still end up watching because I'm on YouTube watching something else and something related pops up. You know, you just watch yeah. videos. You don't have to subscribe to every single person uh, or every single channel. But, uh, you know, at, at the very least, I thought that they were just a popular YouTube series. And when I saw this Bob's Vids video, I think I saw it on Reddit. Mm. I can't remember where I was exposed to Bob's Vids, but uh, when I watched it, the, the, the point where he got me, the point where I was convinced that I should stop watching CinemaSins and, uh, was when basically he goes over the part where they're wrong and that it's uh, mixing of accurate criticism with inaccurate criticism that will mislead yeah. you to totally you, you you it'll i think for myself it it overwrote some of my own memories and understandings of what happened in these movies yeah. so that i fundamentally misunderstood them because yes. i couldn't differentiate between the accurate and inaccurate criticisms taking place in uh the, the, these cinema sins videos it's That's, it's, that... it's hard to tell yeah, that's exactly right. And what you said, you said it exactly right. The it's overriding your memory of that. Um, yeah, they. I think the example that he gives, the Bob gives in his video, is perfect. He says that like the Onion, use the Onion as an example of great satire. You when you go to the Onion, it's hard to believe anything that they're writing. You know, right? Like every article just sounds so outlandish that you start to like think like they don't there's not anything on there i think that says like a specifically satire i guess but you can tell just by the level of absurdity that they're dealing with whereas CinemaSins mixes in real criticism with extreme satire to the point where you can't tell what the difference is i wrote down um, fake news doesn't work with satire you can't tell a difference yeah yeah it's um well and okay, it, so, well and, and that's why I, I i don't think i don't think anybody has like a responsibility to like police what other people watch on youtube but uh whenever a close friend of mine or uh, i actually did this recently with he, he's been on the podcast when justin from our mm. incredibles and heat episodes uh when he was visiting me i t i asked him i was like dude do you like cinema sins and he was like i love cinema sins and i was like <laughs> oh no <laughs> and i don't i take no pleasure this is an intervention <laughs> yeah it was though and uh and that's even uh, like we'll, we'll link to the bob's vids video that we're talking about because yeah uh, i mean if this is an interesting topic for you you should definitely check out that video uh, it's very well it's, made it is, it's really good um and he does a really good job with uh how he takes them down um and yeah i, I really do think that it's warranted just because they are so big and like and it's exactly what you're saying about them overriding stuff because they're wrong and that's kind of what sean got into 
and I'd like to, you know, put his video in the description too. He has a he has like several actually. He he did several that were kind of like Bob's that were everything wrong with everything wrong with videos, where he would take apart a Cinema Sins video point by point. Yeah. But he also did some stuff more generally. Um, and one of the things that he he talks about um is how they take everything extremely literally, and there's nothing. There's the, it doesn't never goes beneath like the surface level. The example that Sean gives is the movie Snowpiercer. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, it's a great movie. We should put that on the list. Basically, this premise of the movie is that there's this train. Uh, well, the world has been frozen. Like there's an internal winter because somebody screwed up with the weather or something. And everyone who's alive on Earth is alive on this train that goes around the world uh, once a year. And it's continuously moving and never stops, and nothing can stop it. And um, it's like run on a perpetual motion machine and everything. And Sean brings up all the points that Cinemasins brings up about how impossible it would be for a train to actually do this, you know. And Sean's like, you're missing the entire point of the movie. This train is a metaphor. You're by constantly saying, oh, this is not possible. You you take it at the surface level and dismiss it without ever giving it a chance to go deeper, which is exactly what it's trying to do and think it does really well. And that's like, I don't know, that's what's so frustrating, I think, about, like, criticism um, for, like, the masses. And I think CinemaSins is the perfect example of this, is they never seem to go deeper than just the surface level. It's never more than, like, a nitpick. It's never more than, like, technical stuff. It's, it's hard... Like it's hard for me to find good videos that talk about like the themes and like the deeper message that they're trying to get to. And I feel like that's something that I don't know, I'm always trying to do. Yeah, I agree. I think it takes a certain type of person for that. Like I'm sure there's definitely an audience for people who are like, I don't like anything that's deeper than surface <laughs> level, you know? And it's like things that go deeper than surface level are stupid. Uh I feel like those people probably won't want to watch film criticism videos at all because they don't want you know they're not interested in what yeah what, what is but deeper. I don't know, that's, that, that's so baffling to me i guess maybe i'm so far removed from that kind of person but like i'm always trying to challenge the stuff i i watch and the, and the stuff i read right i'm always trying to look for like i'm always asking why they, they choose this why is this the metaphor they use why is this the you know and I don't think that's done enough. And CinemaSins simply encourages that surface level stuff, you know? And like, I don't know. It's so easy for you to repeat what you hear, like, from something else. And I think if you repeat what you hear from CinemaSins, you end up just dumbing down everyone else in the room. Mm -hmm. Because you're, cause you're, you're not engaging the art on a on the level it was meant to be engaged at. You're engaging it on the level of, like, is this possible? Which is not that interesting, Sure. Honestly. It, well, you're engaging it from a predisposition to find the negative, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's called cinema sins, right? And although although they do take off sins for things that they they enjoy, which that can be a fun change of pace. Yeah. But overall... The vast majority of what they're doing, obviously, is looking to nitpick and find what's wrong with it, find reasons to say this movie is stupid or the people who made it are incompetent, uh, which makes yeah. me, uh, I, I consider myself a pretty uh, optimistic person, always trying to look at the glass half full. I mean, if you listen to our reviews of movies, for the most part, I would say our reviews are generally positive at the very least we yeah. take the time to find the parts of the movies that we like and talk about those uh so what is your opinion on one of the uh responses to cinema sins which is the cinema wins channel i was super against cinema wins really? <laughs> when i first came out just because i was like oh they're doing the same thing cinema sins is but they're not going to tell me what they're not going to give me anything real you know they're going to they're going to reach for uh, good stuff, which ironically is kind of the exactly what Cinemas is uh, is doing in the opposite, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They're reaching for the bad stuff, and I I've only watched one of their videos. I watched the one on The Incredibles, um, just because I wanted to uh, as like a um precursor to our podcast on Incredibles two. Uh huh. Um, because somebody recommended that uh that, that 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 particular one was good, but I don't know. Once I got 
once I got over, I guess, the CinemaSins style, once I grew out of it, I guess, I, um, I don't know, I can't go back to that kind of, like, that kind of criticism. I, I prefer stuff that doesn't follow the movie scene by scene, I guess, even though I do think they do, like, a, an okay job. No, I can't really fault them. I agree. And I didn't start, I, I hadn't really looked at a Cinema Wins video critically until after I found out about how problematic Cinema Sins is. And I, yeah, I mm. feel the same thing. It's like, it's too adjacent to Cinema Sins. Like, they can very easily make some of the same mistakes that Cinema Sins makes. And uh, those mistakes are the exact reason why I don't watch Cinema Sins. So, uh, as much as I love the like optimistic version or the, uh, you know the positive thinking version i tend to just avoid it altogether i prefer as opposed to trying to condense the movie into 20 minutes or 10 minutes or however long your youtube video is to to give me the message of i guess what everything that's wrong with it or everything that's good about it i i don't want either one of those i think that uh you're going to just by the nature of what you're trying to do you're going to mislead me in some capacity or, or the risk there is too great yeah, I agree with that too. Like you go, yeah, you go into every movie with a certain like bias already. That's not going to be helpful. Yeah, you know. And I don't know. That's you could. I think you can make the argument that perhaps one or both of those channels is doing something legitimate. But um, it's hard to. I don't know. Seeing what we've seen about Cinema Sense, it's hard to really make that argument. I mean, we didn't. I mean, we didn't really go into this too much, but. A lot of st- stuff that CinemaSins does is made up because they're they're constantly looking for things to go wrong. Sometimes they make up things that went wrong. Like they'll they'll remove context from scenes, or they'll do things. They'll, they'll cut things together so that it seems like something's missing when really it was included in the movie. Right. Just so that yeah, exactly. So they can create another situation where this movie is messing up, but even if it's not. Even if they're just intentionally yeah. misinterpreting it, which, like we said earlier, when you mix that with actual criticism or even criticism that you know, like you saw the movie and you're like, ah, I, I also noticed that that was inconsistent. Now you're mixing that with things that they're manufacturing that you couldn't possibly have noticed because it didn't actually happen. Uh, and, and then your whole understanding of the movie is just uh, tainted. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of I think there's a lot of channels out there now that do a really good job of breaking down movies and and talking about them on like a somewhat bigger level, talking about like what their cultural significance is sometimes. Oh yeah. Um and I don't know, they don't follow this kind of format. They just kind of jump around and talk about the stuff they want to talk about. Um and they don't they don't have to go into super intense detail. They can just show you examples of the stuff that they do. I think there's I think there's some really good examples out there. Such as? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, one of my favorites, I have a bunch here listed, but one of my favorites is Wisecrack. They do mostly philosophy of, philo- of uh, movies and television. Um, they have an Earthling Cinema-like um, series, which I think just moved to another channel. Uh, that's really, it's really good. It's like a funny recap of the movie told from the point of view of an alien. And then they dive in deeper into like what the movie really means. And there's, it's surprisingly good. Like I, I was resistant at first, I think, but I, I really like their stuff. I think, and I think some of the, uh, alien jokes can be a little bit cheesy, uh, <laughs> where, you know, it's like, but the, the beauty of it is they're so clearly jokes. Like when he'll, yeah. he'll make a, you know, a lot of times when the alien says what a movie is about, when he's going to summarize it, he'll t- like very clearly miss the point of the movie in his summary, uh, which is a joke. And it's very yeah. clearly a joke. And you know, for like, you know, that that's not actually what the movie's about. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things where you're taking advantage of like being able to tell a joke um, in like a, like a, a funny way, especially like since he, he often gets stuff wrong just because like, you can tell he's doing his research, but his research isn't perfect. Like, um, yeah, I watched the one for Batman Begins recently again, and he keeps mixing up uh, Raz al Ghul and Rachel Dawes. He keeps calling him Rachel Ghoul and Rachel Dawes. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. So yeah, the, I don't know. That's really good. And then they also have a bunch of other stuff. They do stuff like uh, quick takes where they do um, like uh, videos about movies or te- television episodes that just came out. Um, which is good, which is always 
interesting. They always take that to the next level. Yeah. And they also do well, um, stuff called uh, What Went Wrong about movies that weren't like critically, that were uh, panned by fans or critics. And they're, they talk about all the stuff that they missed or all the opportunities that they missed. Yeah, Wisecrack is actually one of my favorite content producers to go to for um, movies that are, or sh- like shows that I'm watching currently or like as they come out. And I guess I, I would say just one in particular, but they would always do quick responses to R- uh, Rick and Morty episodes. And yeah. uh, I, if you're a Rick and Morty fan, uh, another show that I've found that is either loved or hated uh, by a lot, like love anyways that's a different subject um <laughs> but they they would do these quick takes on it uh and it's exactly what you're looking for after you watch something compelling you want to hear someone else you know you already you, you sit and think about it and then you're like all right what do other people think and uh, yeah and they do such a good job because they always come at it from like the philosophical uh at like angle um they have a bunch of like philosophy majors on their on their writing team um and yeah they do they do a phenomenal job uh, with all that stuff, and they're they're very well researched and interesting. Um, there is another channel that I kind of want to talk about, but that not as as much detail, but one that I I'm not as big of a fan of anymore, and that's uh, Screen Junkies. They they're the guys behind the Honest Trailers. Yes, which I'm sure you're seeing. Yes, I have. Um, they they're like this whole like behemoth in the in like uh online uh movie review like section. They have like videos sometimes twice or three times a day and they do all sorts of different um stuff about like movie news but also reviews and things there are a couple guys in there that i really like um but they were recently bought by fandom who is the the people that do like the the wikis for movies and like comic books and stuff Mm -hmm. they're like the guys behind wikipedia and stuff like that yeah and they started advertising like mcdonald's on screen junkies and i'm just like, <laughs> i don't think i can do this they sold anymore. out <laughs> in a way i don't know if they've changed their opinions or not but it's hard for me to like it's hard for me to want to keep watching when i i know that they're also pushing fast food so <laughs> i don't have anything wrong like there's something wrong with like having sponsors or like having sponsored content i think i think that's a necessary and sometimes very good thing to do but you have to cater it to your audience you know yeah i agree you have to make it so that like you have to, I want you to sell me something that you think I would like, not something that, you know, everyone in the world eats. So, this just made anyway. me, just because we're talking about fast food advertisements, on my way back from the lakes today, there's this chain around Oklahoma called Brahms, uh, and they, mm. they sell burgers and ice cream, or like milkshakes, and they have their $5 bag of burgers. That's the thing. <laughs> How... Is it like a bunch of sliders, or is it? I have I have no idea, but we passed like three Brahms on the way back, and they are all they were just like five dollar bag of burgers. And what I what, wow. what I imagine it is, it's not they don't count them. They just how many ever how many burgers it takes to fill up a bag, and then they they're all just squished in there and like the grease. Like a, I just imagine yeah, like a greasy bag is dripping. Like it's a white cloth sack of just burgers <laughs> squished together, and they just oh, like a, a classic money sack that has a burger symbol on it, <laughs> exactly. a burger emoji instead exactly. of a dollar sign. Yeah, and that's all you you give them a five dollar bill, they throw you this sack that's tied at the top, and you bring it home to your family, and you all feast. Um, so. Amazing. Brahms, you cut it open. You cut it open with like a knife. Bra- and just like- yes, <laughs> Brahms, please, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have. I mean, I have some more. But do you want to? Do you have any? Well, uh, like to tell you the truth, that you really like. I thought I was gonna come with some like serious insight on this subject, but um, upon rewatching that Bob's vids, they're all ones that are just recommended at the end of that Bob's vids. Uh, okay, but it doesn't make them any less you know good if anything it's yeah. just more evidence that they're uh quality content producers but i think nerd writer is definitely one of my favorites uh and 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 i think this kind of goes i i guess nerd writer he'll kind of just like focus in on one subject and make like a video about that and it's usually yeah. in it's like one subject ha- dealing with one movie and he'll go into detail with that and it's very um visually pleasing usually uh, yeah. Not only is it well written, but also uh, there's things to look at, uh, which uh, NerdWriter probably was the first content creator that like, got me into film criticism on YouTube. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, he's so good. I kind of hate him. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just jealous of how, like, like, he's so smart. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like, he was one of the first ones where I was like, 
because he's his videos he's like yeah you know support me on patreon i'd love i've loved to make this my full-time job and then later he's like this is my full-time job and i'm like of course it is because you're amazing at this so uh and, and it's like because i don't know I, I i'm i went to college right and uh yeah. i've there's like i i know of some people who did writing in college and i follow them on twitter and stuff and like obviously a tough industry to crack into because you have to have a body of work for someone to look at uh but i see some people on there who are like i'm a writer and then i look at someone like him and i'm like no he's a writer like he, <laughs> like this is a man who gets it when his thoughts are on paper it, it transcends the, the yeah. like the medium there it's like he is so really meaningful stuff from nerd writer i i, I highly recommend yeah it. He, he doesn't just do movie stuff he does like cultural stuff too and that's some of my favorite stuff he's done. right the whole he has a really good if you he has a really really good one on prejudice that i like a lot um the whole video essay uh is, yeah. is like his domain and i really enjoy yeah. that um he's good so these next two I've, I've watched less of i would say but i still have enjoyed the ones i've seen uh every frame of painting uh, mm-hmm. which I think is very aptly named. Uh, I feel like I come away with a greater appreciation for whatever they talk about on there, and also lessons from the screenplay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really watched those guys as much, um, but uh, I've, I've heard good things. Um, there's a channel called Folding Ideas that I really like, and he's more focused on literature and like the technical aspects of writing. Um, he has a uh, he did like an hour long video about Fifty Shades of Grey and how the movie is better than the book, and it was incredible. It was so it was incredible stuff. He's his videos are, um, it's more like a podcast where like you can just listen to him because he doesn't have a lot going on on the screen. Um, but he he kind of brings this, uh, I don't know, literature aspect to, uh, film which I I really like. He talks about how you know films are well written or films are terribly written. Who is this again? Folding ideas. Folding ideas. There's also a, a woman named Jenny Nicholson, um, who I love. She is amazing. Okay, actually, heard of her? yes, I have heard of her because, what was it? I want to say it was Star Wars that got me into her. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was Star she was Wars. On the screen junkie, she was on the Screen Junkies for a little while. She had a show called Millennial Falcon, where she would d- bring on people and talk about Star Wars. She's like the most sarcastic person you've ever met. So sarcastic. And- She's like, but it's so, it's really, it's actually really interesting because she's, she always dresses up in like cosplay of, of like whatever character she's going to talk about or like in, in relation to the movie or something yeah. that she was talking about. Um, and she just sits on her bed with all her stuffed animals and she looks super, super cute. And then she goes in deep and like tears the heart out of stuff. It's so, it's like really hard to like, I don't know. It's like hard to watch stuff that she's reviewed just because she's so like she really tears into stuff. I, I'm glad you said that it's hard to watch because I totally agree with that. And it's not hard to watch in the sense that uh, it's not well made or anything, but it's like how she's just really cutting with her comments. And oh, uh, especially if you liked whatever she's talking about, you're going to feel much worse about it when she's done. I watched the ones for uh, Incredibles 2 because, I mean, if you listen to yeah. our podcast, I really enjoyed Incredibles 2. I was really satisfied with the quality of it because there's you know obviously a lot of lead up to it 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 had been a long time since the first one all that Mm -hmm. uh and she totally obliterated it and i was like oh like i i I felt personally attacked by her criticism of of incredibles 2 but i don't feel like her criticism was uh inaccurate in any way i feel like she's her her arguments are well thought out which makes them hurt even more (laughs) yeah yeah that's the thing Uh, you gotta watch the one she does about ready player one that one is like that was like definitive for me. There's something she says near the end that, uh, like, uh, it's like it turns the whole thing around. Um, I can't remember exactly what it is. And I don't want to take away from I, it because it's so. I good. think I need to see Ready Player One first. You don't have to. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, uh... not really. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she does a good job. She does a good job. I, again, all these critics that I'm mentioning, I don't necessarily agree with everything they say. It's I just appreciate like their consistency and the way that they do things they're i i respect their opinions more so than i do something like cinema sense yeah i feel the exact same way there's also uh, a guy named movie bob he does uh movie like short movie reviews and cultural criticism not to be confused confused with bob vids different guy but um i let i again this is another guy that i was like re- reluctant to get into but after watching a few of his videos i really appreciate his uh, his input 
Uh, he has a, a series called Really That Good, where he talks about movies that are like that contrarians hate because it's popular. You know, like The Matrix is a perfect example. Yeah. He talks about why that movie is actually deserves the critical acclaim it gets. He also has a one. Uh, he has three videos on Batman v Superman called Really That Bad, and each one is like an hour and a half long. And I actually listened to all of them, um, and it was great. Actually, it really put into perspective like all the things, all the missteps that went through with that movie. Um, and he spent so much time on it because he felt like it was so important and such a big turning point in our culture. And to get it so wrong on so many levels uh, deserved this much attention. So I like him. So, uh, well, well, you have more? Oh, I have more. <laughs> Keep them coming. Okay. I also had the Nostalgic Critic, who's one of the oldest uh, YouTubers around. He, he existed almost before YouTube did. Um, he does kind of general reviews of movies, but he has this uh, thing. Uh, he does click, click, excuse me, clipless reviews where he'll reenact movies using the four actors he has at his disposal and he has like elaborate costumes and he goes into uh he like recreates scenes and everything just using a green screen and his like shitty effects so i like him um, that sounds fun he uh i'm trying to think i don't know he's he's an interesting and kind of a little bit controversial char- uh character in himself but i generally like his movie reviews i think they're pretty good uh my one of my favorite ones is, is the one on the lorax but you also have to watch the one he does about the last airbender. That's one of the best ones he's done. Um, there's also Lindsay Ellis, who originally was known as the nostalgic chick. She was like the nostalgic critic's counterpart. She was like latching onto his fame, basically. But now she's made her, her name uh, in her own right. And I don't think that's really fair to, to, sit, to give her that introduction because she is really, she's really incredible. Uh, she has a bunch of really good mo- uh, videos about like people and culture and also movies she does one on stephanie meyer uh, the person who wrote twilight that's really good um and it really changed my perspective on on her she has a a three a two-part series a three-point series on the hobbit where she actually went to new zealand and interviewed some of the actors in the movie and talked about like all the things that went wrong behind the scenes and that was incredible too yeah some investigative Uh, journalism right there yeah and she also did one on bright that netflix movie um that i think was was really good too and uh, there's stuff that she says that I, I say in my head now, uh, like, thanks, I hate it, is something that she said in her most uh, recent video, I think it's about a Beauty and the Beast, and just something, she, like a joke she kept saying over and over, and now I say that to myself all the time, <laughs> thanks, I hate it. <laughs> and then my, my, the last one I want to mention is Red Letter Media, um, and they, these guys are the guys I, I find I agree with the most, as far as critics go. They're always very um, thoughtful about how they review movies, um, but they also have this really dark sense of humor, and there's just this layer of cynicism that covers everything they do. Um, they have like this this running gag uh, where they review movies, uh, but they pretend that they're uh, uh, v- VCR repairmen in 2018, and they're basically scammers trying to get all the money out of this one like old guy who's so decrepit you can't recognize that like vcrs aren't used anymore so it's it they they go out of their way to make themselves look like awful people and their fans call them hack frauds but really they're some of the the best reviewers out there and their their sarcasm uh really fits well into this modern age of cynicism i think so <laughs> they're really good um if you've ever heard of the plinket reviews the the videos there's like a, a whole bunch of them each of them is like a, more than an hour long covering the the three star wars prequels those ones are really, really good, amazing videos. And they also did one on The Force Awakens called The Star Wars Awakens. That's like an hour and a half long, and I watch it probably once a year. It's, it's incredible. So uh, there's a whole scene where um, uh, George Lucas and J.J. Abrams show up to, to beat him up. Um, and J.J. Uh, shows up, and he's like, J.J.'s fan service. <laughs> <laughs> incredible joke. Actually, that just... <laughs> Speaking of the Star Wars prequels, uh, it just reminded yeah. me of, I mean, these are kind of old, but uh, this mm. channel called Belated Media made these uh, YouTube videos called What If It Were Good, or What If Star Wars Episode Whatever Were Good, uh, yeah. and it's basically uh, this stepping through, and, it, and now that I'm 
Googling them. It looks like they've made other ones for other Star Wars movies. But I can I can personally vouch for their prequels uh, series where they talk about what went wrong with the prequels and how it could have been done so that it was better. So they kind of it's almost like a mix of a criticism while also writing a new version uh, alongside it and they yeah. and there's three of them so there's the, for episode one episode two episode three uh, and I think it's extremely well done and it almost makes me wish that this guy had go. gotten to gotten to write it uh, but yeah like not to like not to <laughs> make you feel bad Benjamin but like it's always easier to criticize stuff in hindsight oh no yeah. of course and uh, like I'm not exactly like I, I think that it, the thing he wrote couldn't exist if the prequels didn't already exist right because yeah. you could have made the prequels about literally anything uh like not literally anything but you you know what i'm saying uh, I but saying, yeah. the story that he says is very tantalizing and, it, and it's fun to imagine yeah. what it would have been like had it been different uh that that being yeah. said i also you can listen to our episode one episode i still <laughs> love the prequels even when i realize how bad they are <laughs> good stuff all right do you have any more no i i think that that's so basically what we're getting at is I, at least just echoing kind of what goes on in that Bob's Vids video, uh, criticizing cinema sins, is that if you want to see film criticism uh, or spend more time in the universes that these movies create and just learn more about it and dive deeper, there are way better resources for you than cinema sins. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And yeah, you're like, just like cinema sins isn't, <laughs> challenge your, you know, challenge your art, challenge, challenge your media. Um, and that includes the reviewers that you're listening to, right? You know, put them on blast, put, ask them to do it better or, or, you know, go further. So I, there's, if you, if you're looking for it, you can find it. And there's lots of great people that do great work, um, that aren't as clickbaity or trend surfing as, uh, as, uh, cinema senses. Yep. So, uh, with that, I think we're ready to wrap it up. We'll be back on our usual uh affable chat movie reviews next week uh but yeah thanks for listening to this kind of special episode and uh thank you for joining me joey of course anytime hey thanks for listening to affable chat you can find us on itunes google or your favorite podcast app if you want to help us grow the podcast share it rate us five stars and or write us a review it really helps have a comment about something we said tweet at us at affable chat or write us an email, affablechat at gmail.com. Check the description for links to any of the outside topics we discussed. And once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.